and you're listening to Pharmaceutical Calculations, a podcast about tips, tricks, and strategies for solving pharmaceutical calculations. This episode was originally broadcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy. Welcome to another episode of the Pharmaceutical Calculations Solve Along. In this video, we're going to take a look at an interesting dilutions calculations question, which was asked by a viewer. Now, this question has some exam-like qualities to it, so I thought it would be beneficial to the entire community. And we just completed a series on dilutions and concentration calculations. So if you want to have more practice on these type of topics, I'm going to put links to those videos in the description, and I'll link it in the cards as well. But let's get right to the question so we can see what it looks like and benefit from solving this type of uh, question. So here the question says, the pharmacist has an order to prepare a 1 is to 10 diluted solution using a 50% stock solution. How many milliliters of diluent should the pharmacist use to prepare 25 milliliters of the diluted solution? So this is a very interesting question. And uh, like I said, it has some exam-like qualities to it. So I won't be surprised if you see something like this on maybe your exam or even on a standardized exam as well, a board exam. Now, there are two ways you can approach this question. The first one really is to use the algebraic approach. That would be the C1, Q1, C2, Q2 equals C final, Q final approach. Or you could use the allegation method. So what we'll do is we'll take a look at both approaches so that you can have options and choose the one that works best for you. So let's start off with the algebraic approach. Now what it is, is we want to actually prepare a 1 is to 10 diluted solution. And we are making 25 milliliters of that. So this 25 is our final quantity. And the 1 is to 10 is the final concentration. And then we are starting off using a 50% stock solution. Now, what we can go ahead and solve using uh, different notations because we have a percentage concentration here and we have a ratio strength, it may be better just to convert one of them to the other so that you can have the similar type of way of expressing the concentration. It makes it easier to use the C1Q1 approach. So we will convert the 1 is to 10 from the ratio strength to percentage concentration. And so the way that works is you take the 1 to 10, which means you have 1 gram of drug in 10 milliliters of solution. And for percentage concentration, it's some quantity in grams out of 100 milliliters. So if we go ahead and solve for X, which is our unknown, we'll end up with the value which would be our percentage concentration. So you have 1 gram times 100 milliliters divided by 10 milliliters, and that gives us 10%. So that makes sense. We're starting off with 50. We want to end up at 10, and we are using a diluent. Now, what the diluent implies is that there is no active pharmaceutical ingredient in there, and so your percentage concentration for the diluent is zero. So that's implied in the question. So now we have sufficient information, we can go ahead and put down the algebraic equation for this two component system. And that will be C1Q1 plus C2Q2 equals C final Q final. Now, what we'll do is the C1 will be, let's just put down what C1 is. C1 will be 50%. That's what we're starting with the stock solution. What is Q1? We do not know what Q1 is. And then for C2, that's our diluent. The diluent has no API in there. 
no active pharmaceutical ingredient, so that's 0%. And Q2 is what we're actually looking for, but we call it a Q2. And then you have a final concentration. Now, the final concentration we just determined to be 10% from here was actually 1 is to 10, which is the same as 10%. And then your Q final is 25 milliliters from here. But we need to make one statement here. This 25 is actually the sum of Q1 and Q2. So Q1 plus Q2 is what gives you the 25 milliliters. So since we are looking for Q2, we can simply put Q2 equals 25 minus Q1. So this equation will become relevant down the line. That's what we we'll use to find our Q2. But let's go ahead and plug the numbers into this original equation. So we start off with a 50. So we have 50 times Q1 plus C1Q1 plus C2, which is 0, times Q2. So let's put Q2 here. And that should be equal to 10 times the 25 milliliters. Now let's go ahead and do the algebra. So we will have 50Q1 plus zero times any number in the universe is zero. So that goes to zero and that should be equal to 250 milliliters. So we now have 50Q1 equals 250 milliliters. You divide both sides by 50 and you have Q1 equals five milliliters. So we just found what Q1 is, but we're actually interested, Q1 is the volume of the 50% solution. We are interested in the volume of the diluent. So that's where we need to come use the expression we found here for Q2. So Q2 is going to be equal to 25 minus Q1, which we just calculated to be 5. And so you end up with 20 milliliters. All right, so that's how you use the algebraic approach using this equation. But since we've done the solved the problem using the algebraic approach, let's see what it looks like when you are using the allegation method. All right, so the allegation method, we will have to basically same question. So you want to identify your final concentration, which would be the 1 to 10. That's your initial, and you're using a diluent. So to make things consistent, we can convert the ratio strength again here to the percentage concentration. So 1 is to 10 means you have 1 gram out of 10 milliliters equals some quantity in grams out of 100 milliliters. You solve for X, X will be 1 gram times 100 milliliters divided by 10 milliliters. That cancels out and you have 10%. Then we go ahead and set our grid like we've done in previous examples. And the way the allegation method works is your higher concentration, your highest concentration goes to the top left. The lowest goes to the bottom left. So here the diluent is the lowest here, 0%. And your desired goes in the middle. So you have 10 right there in the middle. Now for allegation to work, your desired concentration must always be between the higher and the lower concentration. Otherwise, it doesn't make physical sense when you're actually trying to do this practically. So what we'll do is you take the desired, which is the 10, you subtract it from the 50, the higher concentration. So 50 minus 10 gives you 40, and that is the parts of the 0%. Then you do a similar thing. You take the desired, which is 10%, and from that you subtract the lower concentration. So 10 minus 0 is 10, and that gives you 10, but this is the parts of the 50%. Now, another thing that is important for this allegation is we were given the total volume to be 250. And we have the parts of the 50, the parts of the zero. But what we need is the total parts. So you add up these two, 10 plus 40, and that gives you 50. And this represents total parts. Now, the reason we need the total parts is because we have the total quantity. So you need those two to be able to form a good ratio. Then you can ultimately do your proportion. All right, so here, what we're interested in is actually the volume of the diluent. And the volume of the diluent is represented by the 40 parts. That's what this quantity is. 
So we take the 40, divide that by the total parts, which is 50, and we set that equal to some quantity in milliliters divided by the total volume. So the reason this works is because the total parts for the preparation is in the denominator here. So that goes with the total volume. And then your parts for the 0%, the diluent, goes with the parts or the quantity of the diluent. That's why this works the proportion. All right, so we go ahead and solve for X here. That'll give us 40 times 25 milliliters divided by 50. And you end up with 20 milliliters. So we will notice that you have the same answer regardless of whether you use the allegation method or the algebraic approach. And so now you have flexibility and choice. Now the way the question is framed, if you ask my recommendation, if you're very good at allegation and you know what you're doing, the allegation method is a faster method. It makes you arrive at your solution much more expeditiously than if you're using the algebraic approach. So anytime you have a final or a desired concentration and it's between the higher, like 50, and the lower one, then the allegation method is much, much, much quicker. But if you're more comfortable with the algebraic approach, then always you can use that to arrive at your solution as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode from RX Calculations. You can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy or as articles on our website at rxcalculations.com. If you have any questions on any pharmaceutical calculations topic, or you would like to suggest future topics, you can post them on our Pharmaceutical Calculations Forum, website, or YouTube channel. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and enjoy life.